It is spring training. We're going to talk a lot about spring training this episode. It's, it's honestly what gets me excited. Um, but Leo, I do want to say a big thing about spring training to me is what you learn and how you adapt. And I'm going to show you a little something I learned from our first podcast, and I'm adapting to it as I crack the beer. I brought a beer this time, Leo. I appreciate you bringing a beer this time. I brought actually some tequila. Uh, you could hear the there ice cubes. Go. There we go. <laughs> so, hey, we're, we're on the same level here uh, in Tapped In Giants. Thank you for joining us once again on the podcast. And uh, I'm sure a ton of things have changed. Like Elliot Ramos has gone deep three times. Yes. Uh, I believe he's in the MVP mix, right? Oh, you, you listen, if I, if I was a betting man, and that, that was me a couple weeks ago, I lost a lot of money on the Super Bowl and retired. But if I was <laughs> still a betting man, Elliot Ramos is the odds-on favorite. Like, I'm, we're not even talking, like, if you think we're talking about spring training MVP, which is an award that does not exist, we're not. We are talking about MLB, M- National League MVP, the award that is voted on in, what, October? September whenever they vote on it Elliot Ramos is going to be the National League MVP in the year 2021 Um, but yes as as Leo said this is a tapped in SF Giants baseball I'm Andrew Pasquini uh, Leo Luna you've already heard his voice and this is a new glory uh, gummy worms chewy pale ale that's that's what that's what I'm drinking it's good that's that's my opinion on that beer it's good and that's the gummy worms yeah gummy worms it's a, it's a, oh. it's a, it's a brewery in Sacramento, California. You got to rep Sacramento. You know who else is from Sacramento? Talk to me. Talk Sam to me. Long. We'll talk about him later. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, Some we're here. Some people said he had a long shot to make this team. Yes. And I was going to try and make a joke with Sam, but it, it just didn't work. Let, let's just say uh, that shot is not as long as when we, we last recorded. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk plenty of spring training uh, this episode. Uh, not not necessarily the wins and losses. I know the Giants lost to the Brewers like 13-7 to 7 today. Scores don't matter. It's, it's spring training. Not, none of this matters. It's kind of like whose line is it anyways. You know, the points exist, but they don't matter. Uh, what well, We got some fan news to talk about which which that's exciting uh always fun to be able to talk about the fans who can attend games and then uh we'll talk we'll we'll get a little sad no expanded playoffs no national league dh we'll get very sad about that i might cry personally um but let's start with spring training the the name that everybody really wants to talk about and it's a name that that deserves to be talked about quite a bit, Elliot Ramos. Um, he had another home run today. He has three home runs in spring in 17 at-bats. Uh, he's 7 for 17, a 412 average, a 412 on base. He has no walks. Uh, so that's not great. That's something you could probably work on a little bit. But then again, if you're hitting home runs, you're hitting home runs. You can't complain about that. Uh, slugging percentage of one, just one even, uh, he's he's good he's very good and usually especially in spring training because I know a lot of people like to compare spring training to you know preseasons of other sports where there's fringe roster guys uh who who are coming in and and trying to earn a shot on the roster 
spring training is not so much that a lot of these teams have an idea of who the opening, I guess, 26 is now because it's 26 man roster. Uh, and, and it's more about just getting minor league depth guys, you know, or top prospects at bats against major league talent. Elliot Ramos is a non-roster invite. So in order to get him on the opening day roster for the Giants, they would have to designate somebody for assignment. They'd have to remove somebody from the 40-man roster. I don't know how likely that is at this point, just, just because of, of where the Giants are in terms of depth, especially in the outfield. They have a lot of outfield. But this wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about the possibility of it and and kind of throw out some reckless ideas so leo i'll I'll pose it to you first elliot ramos on the opening day roster i i don't want to ask is it something you want to see because i think everybody would love to see it let's let's just put a percentage point on it what do you think the percent chance is as of march 9th that we could see elliot ramos on the opening day roster for the giants so before sunday march 7th so March 6th, I would have said 0% chance. Yes. But then he goes out there Sunday and hits two home runs against the Cincinnati Reds. Then he hits another home run today on March 9th. I think that has expedited his process into being on the, the opening day roster to a whole percentage. I would say it's about 1%. After hitting those three home runs and clearly looking like the best bat on the San Francisco Giants, uh, because like you said, he's had 17 at bats and seven of those are hits. He's got three home runs. Um, He has more hits than strikeouts, which that's what Farhan looks at, especially almost a two to one rate right now. Uh, But it's 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 unfortunate because he did have those simulated games last year. He didn't have a full minor league against you know other prospects that are potentially in the top 100 that he went in at a base um he's probably plus the way mlb contracts work to where it's an account as service time if he's on the opening day roster but if you just wait a couple weeks then it's not service time and they get an extra year of control um so that's why i'm going to say it's uh, probably a one percent that he's on the opening day roster uh, so I'm definitely going to lose uh, on my MVP bet for 2021. Yeah, and and Elliot Ramos might not be the best case for this as well, talking about service time manipulation. Uh, the highest level he's been at is double A. Um, it, it's, been, it's been tough, especially with last year. No no triple A, no minor league games. And, and, and with, with a little bit of everybody, him, Luciano, Bart, you know, they don't have last year. They essentially lost last year. Bart got some time in the big leagues, makes it easier to know a little bit of what he is. And I want to, I want to pretend, I want to believe that Farhan isn't a service time manipulation guy. I know a lot of people are in major league baseball, looking at you, Seattle, looking at you Cubs. Uh, I think who, who else did it? The Red Sox. I forget. Somebody did it with somebody. It, it happens all the time, but Elliot Ramos probably isn't a guy who you're going to say, Hey, why isn't he up opening day? They're definitely manipulating his service time. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I'm at the 1%. Uh, we are one percenters. Uh, he's only 21. He's very young. Um, I believe was it him or was it Luciano who it came out that like he's gained like 
It was Luciano. 25, was it Luciano? Okay, so I'm getting him and Luciano mixed up, but that's another thing we can talk about. Uh, Ramos can hit. I, I don't think that's a secret. I don't think that's something anybody didn't know. Um, he's he's got some power. You know, if we're we 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 looked at we we talked about the the future value numbers for um, Fangraphs last time. I looked into it a little deeper last time. Uh, and yeah, so, so the first number is what he's at now. The second number is projected. Uh, his raw power is at a 55, which is plus power. Uh, the Giants haven't had a pure power bat in so long. Like what, Michael Morse we're talking? Uh, and if you don't even want to include Michael Morse, and you got to go back to Bonds. Um, I don't know if Ramos is necessarily going to be a power bat in the big leagues, but it, it, it's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, especially with AAA this year, with with minor leagues, I'd assume Ramos. Ramos is going to be a guy where I don't think he's going to see the forty man roster until later in the year. If the Giants, for whatever reason, decide to sell some pieces and need to add parts to the forty man roster, he's the Giants' third best prospect according to Fangraphs. His overall rank in the league is fifty ninth, so that's a top one hundred prospect. The Giants have three of those. Ramos is the bottom of the three. Uh, Bart's at five, Luciano's at 14, but he, he's really making a name for himself at this point. And that's really all you can do in spring training as a non-roster invite is get that excitement around your name. When people hear the name Elliot Ramos is, is hey, he can be there. Uh, Fangraphs has him projected as a 2022 guy whether or not he's actually going to be up this year. It, it, you know, we don't know. Maybe he really forces the issue, has a really hot start in AAA, um, and really forces the issue. I just don't see opening day being a thing. But maybe even when the rosters expand to 28, maybe they take a look then. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be an opening day thing. It's really fun to talk about. But, as I said, we're on a podcast where we're supposed to speculate like this and, and, and ask the questions that – Nobody else is really asking. Um, but, yeah, Elliot Ramos, very exciting. Like, the home run he hit today, man, that was not a cheapie, to say the least. No, yeah, it was a no-doubt home run. And since we're allowed to say outlandish things, since this is not KNBR and this is a podcast, uh, like you alluded to, what if, what if he ends up hitting seven for spring training, like, does that expedite to where he's on the team sometime this year? Maybe not spring training, because I believe if he goes out there and hits 400 with seven home runs and he has a, still a two-to-one hit to strikeout rate, there's going to be people that are saying this this guy's ready. Bring him into the into the MLB. Have him on opening day, which that's not going to happen. If he did that, if he hits seven home runs with the 400 average, I would – bump my 1% to probably 3% saying 97% there he's not going to be on it. Uh, but do you think that could kind of expedite him to being on the team maybe in July or so, if he continues to show progress and you would assume triple a. Yeah. I, I mean, I really think anything's on the table of Farhan. Uh, he, he doesn't typically go by what you would expect a lot of teams to do he he's a guy that hey if he thinks you deserve a chance you're gonna get a chance I mean case in point Mike Yastrzemski right he he just kind of picks him up off the bargain bin from the Orioles 
Uh, he had a little bit of time in AAA. He earned his shot, and boom! All of a sudden, now he's 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 a top tier guy. He, he's a he's a low key MVP candidate. Last year, I know he was. Uh, he he, you know, 162 games might expose that a little bit more. Hopefully not. You you really hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but my issue is too is the depth of the outfield. Right? You have Yastrzemski, you have Dickerson, you have Mauricio Dubon. You have Darren Ruff. You want to call him an outfielder? I know he's first base, but he could also play corner outfield. You have Austin Slater. He's in the outfield. Yep. Then you go down to AAA, another name that we're probably going to talk about, Steven Duggar. Or Duggar, sorry. I don't know why I say Duggar. It's Duggar. Uh, he's having a really good spring so far. He's probably on the pe- – he, he's not a non-roster invite. He is a he, – he's a guy who – he has one option left, so – I don't know if the Giants start him on the big league roster just to prevent using that one last option. Uh, you have Jalen Davis, who who's had some time in the big leagues. He might get a look before Elliot Ramos. Um, so it's it's really hard. Lamont Wade was brought into. He's an outfielder. So the Giants have plenty of depth at outfield, and I think that's the biggest thing stopping Elliot Ramos from having a significant chance from being for being on the roster in 2021. I think next year's probably the year we see him. And, and I, for me, he'd probably be an opening day. This is my hot take projection. He is your opening day left fielder in 2021 or 2022, not 2021. I got to get here right. Uh, he, he, he's <laughs> going he's to continue the list of left fielders on opening day. And ideally, he's the guy that stops that streak, right? You, you want him, especially as a top three prospect in the organization, you want him to, to be a sticking point. And he's shown that he can do it. He's making a name. He, he's turning into that prospect who's going to become an everyday na- or a household name. And, if, and, and to your point of July, if things go south quick, there's going to be a lot of fans calling for his name. So – Yep. Do I think 2021's the year for Elliot Ramos? No. But I could see a world where he he is, you know. I don't think it's too crazy to say. Okay. Well, now since we're taking stock on guys who are performing in spring training right now, someone who's balling out is Jason Bossler. And he was kind of an afterthought because he's someone who's has yet to have an MLB at bat. But this is the key here is he is on the 40 man rotation, whether he was a guy that the Ford or that the excuse me, I almost said 49ers. I'm just so used to talking about it. Yes. Uh, Whether if he's a guy that the Giants thought he was going to be on the opening day roster or if they just signed him in hopes to let's teach him our ways. He's going to give us some depth at the third base position, potentially play some first base. He's a guy who's putting together a very, very nice spring, and he has a, a real, since he is on that 40-man roster, a real, real potential shot to, to be on that, that opening day. And through 20 at-bats, he has eight hits, uh, so that means he's hitting 400. He's got a, an OPS that starts with the one dot, as one dot. Andrew likes to say. Uh, so it's 1.050. That, that's fantastic when you consider the average is about 700, 720. So he's 3.300 over that. Um, he doesn't strike out. He has very much. He, he has a higher than a two to one hit to strike out rate. Uh, he has three doubles out of those eight hits, one triple. So four, half of that is extra base hits. 
and he's smoking the ball right now. He has a stolen base. This is this is a guy like what's your percentage? Since we threw a percentage on Elliot Ramos, what's your percentage with Jason Vossler? I'm gonna go a li- I'm gonna go lower just because he has all three options left. <laughs> um he, he's gonna be a depth base. Uh he's gonna be a guy that that if you know Longoria gets hurt or Listella gets hurt, he he's probably the first guy up to take some reps at third base. I'm going to go pretty low on it. I'm going to go like 5% chance he makes the opening day roster. Um, and, and something that plays into that too is he's never played a major league game. We don't know how well he's going to translate to major league baseball. Um, it, it's tough with guys like that because, yeah, he is having a very good early start to the spring. He has that one dots OPS. Uh, kind of like Ramos, no walks, three strikeouts. He, he has a stolen base. I do like the power numbers. Like half his hits are extra base hits so far. And, and it's spring training. It's early. Like, like we're, we're a week and a half into this, right? Everything's a little inflated. So, so him, maybe we get a little bit closer to opening day and, and he's playing well. And there's a guy like, I don't know, let, let's say it's so hard with the line. Let's say Austin Slater's not holding up as well as he should be. And the Giants, and but then again, I don't, I don't know how many options Slater has. Slater has one option less, so that's that. That's hard to, to say. Uh, I'm right. gonna go five percent opening day Vossler, uh, but but subject to change. I think all of this is subject to change. We're still way too early in the spring training to really have a clear look at this, but I like what he's shown. Uh, according to uh, Fangraphs, he's kind of reached his potential. They have everything, even his future value and his current value. Uh, he's got that 60 raw power, which is plus, uh, which is always good to see. It, it just comes down to whether or not it'll translate to the big leagues. And and I think he's another guy that having time in a farm system in AAA to get, get more reps is going to help. Last year probably didn't help Vossler, but this year will. Uh, so, so I'm going to say 5% opening day roster for Vossler. Uh, like, like I would love to go – higher than 50 because i think this guy does have quite a bit of potential it obviously depends if they put it together at the mlb level because we could look at minor league stats and connor joe was someone that hit 300 like plenty of years lined up in a row wasn't just one year in the minor leagues plenty of years in a row connor joe hit 300 he comes on the giants and gets one hit in like 20 at bats so yeah there's there's a different grand scale of that but for the sake of being a podcast, I'm going to throw out Vossler's minor league numbers when it comes to home runs. In 2019, he had 20. 2018, 23. 2017, 21. Um, so he had three straight years before he got hit with obviously the COVID season, but three straight years with 20 plus home runs. And but I'm going to go ahead and put his percentage probably around. 10%. I'm actually going to take it up five because I don't know with Longoria, that guy could go just strain his calf real quick and miss another two weeks. That tends to be his thing. So I'm going to go with 10%. Uh, as much as I would like to get Vossler on this roster and see what the hell he could do because he does have that power and he's showing it in spring with half of his hits being extra base hits. Uh, but when you look at it, who's, who's going to come down to make a roster spot? Wilmer Flores, no. He led the team in home runs last year. Evan Longoria, no, because you're paying him a chunk of money and he still does have some pop. There's no guarantee that Bossler has more pop than Longoria. And I'm giving 
Darren Ruff the edge on Vossler because Ruff could play the outfield and Vossler can't. He's going to be strictly third base and then part-time first base when he's in there. Um, so just based on he's, – he's the odd man left out. And the most important thing was you mentioning he has three options – and why start the season by using one of those? Because it's going to be inevitable that he gets sent down to do some time. Um, let him get his daily at-bats in, in the minor leagues to at least start the season. And if he's still showing those that pop, that same pop that he had in 2019, 18, and 17, then, yeah, let's, let's give him a try if – well, not if, but once Longoria, like, strains something. Yeah, and, and... – the Giants definitely want to give him a look. They're definitely curious by him. He has the most at bat so far. Um, you know, he's at 20. Ramos is at 17. Darren Ruff's at 17. So, so it goes to show that, that they're interested in something. They want to see what he has. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he really has as well. Um, another name, too, somebody to talk about because he's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, Marco Luciano, he's struggling a bit, to say the least. Um, 12 at-bats, nine strikeouts, uh, 0.083 average. Uh, the on-base is a 154. Uh, his OPS starts with a two, which uh, you don't really want to see. Um, with him, like, th- this, is the free off- this is the free spring training with him. This is his first look at major league quality pitching uh, that, that he's had. We're not going to see him in 2021. I know there's a lot of hype around him. Uh, he, he's not going to be a guy you're going to see up this year. He's going to be up maybe next year, maybe 2023. Uh, but with, with this being Brandon Crawford's last year, you know, we're not going to see any Luciano. Uh, uh, you know, as, as exciting as he's going to be, he is the Giants' second-rated prospect. He's a top-15 prospect in the league. Uh, but the highest level he's had is low A ball. You're not going to see him like he's probably going to start in what double A Richmond. I think that's still their double A team. Um, I know there's been a lot of changes with with the farm system and all that. But yeah, I would say Luciano. He's going to get a long look in double A this year. I don't think he's going to be up. Uh, Joey Bart. He has a home run. Uh, he's had ten at bats. I don't think you're going to see Joey Bart this year. That that's my super spicy hot take. this year at all like, i don't know if we're gonna see barring injury i'm, I'm gonna play the free no injury game i'm okay. gonna play i'm gonna play i don't like to play the That's injury fair. game i like to believe that everybody's healthy but i they, they brought in kurt casali for a reason uh that that he's an mlb proven guy uh for when Posey needs a day off i think they really last year this year is what bart was supposed to be last year last year he was called up in a break glass in case of emergency situation I, I think Chadwick Trump is going to be the backup catcher before Bart comes up. I think they really want to get Bart his at-bats. I know his ETA on fan graphs is 2021, but if we're talking no injuries, I think Bart, he'll be the catcher next year. I think he's going to start in AAA. I think he's going to stay in AAA for most of the season. Maybe, maybe he's a 28-man roster call-up as well uh, come September. Gut feelings telling me, though, that Bart's going to get a lot of time in AAA this year. So I, I would agree on the first part to where let's not panic with Marco Luciano. Having nine strikeouts and 12 at-bats where he is at his career is probably not too shocking. Um, he, he'll put it together. Uh, this guy didn't really play against, <clears throat> say, much competition outside of the Giants organization. And I stated it last podcast that the Giants 
they don't have very many top prospect pitchers. They have good pitchers, but they're not, you know, the likes of some other farm systems. And that's a good thing is when you're playing outsources, you're not seeing a guy every single day and picking up on his motion and, and things like that. So Marco Luciano is absolutely going to be a guy that puts it together. And as much as I hate hate it, I'm going to agree with you on Joey Bart. And I, I think it's kind of smart to at least, you know, I would say three months minimum. I, I don't know about the whole entire season because Kurt Caselli doesn't necessarily sell me with his bat if he just goes out there and, and just struggles and hits like 190 for three straight months uh there may be a time to give up on him but there is um that other option that they could go with at at catcher but he's just uh if he's in what triple a I, I would imagine that's where joey bart is oh yeah and, and he's hitting roughly 270 but he's got like 10 home runs in a three-month span. I do believe that there's a chance that he can come up. But what really, really hurts his stock is going to be the no DH rule this year, going back to pitchers hitting. Pitchers hit. Love to see it, especially when Bumgarner's not on the team. Great. Um, But that's just going to limit his role, what he could be on the team. Like, do you want him in AAA getting at-bats every single day, or do you want him on the Giants and – getting four at bats every four games it, it just it's not ideal it, it's really not develop continue to develop the guy rather than just getting him on the roster to say he's on the roster that doesn't make much sense yeah it, it, it's it, it's hard the bart situation is so interesting because as i said like the only reason he was called up last year is Buster Posey wasn't there, right? They, they needed an everyday catcher. Bart was the best option. I think uh, Farhan Zadis even said that, like, if he had it his way, Bart would have never came up. They just – COVID really screwed up a lot of things. Um, it, it, and that's just more of a gut feeling. Obviously, I don't have any, you know, say in anything. I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything, right? Like, it, it's just kind of what I think. Uh, and then you mentioned, too, like, the Giants' prospects being very hit or heavy. Um According to Fangraphs, their top nine prospects are all position players. They don't have a pitcher up there. Um, yeah. but, let, let, but let's use that to transition to pitchers. Uh, name I want to bring up, uh, Silvino Brancho. Uh, he was a non-roster invite. He's having a pretty pretty good uh, spring training so far. He's had some MLB service time, actually three years. That's a good amount. Uh, he's gone three innings, uh, which is tied for the lead for the Giants with about eight or 15 other guys. Like a lot of guys have had three innings of work. Um, but he's he's got the six ERA. That's not ideal. But then again, one run. That's literally two runs. It's a home run. Five strikeouts to one walk. He's allowing less than a walk and hit per inning. His, his whip is .67. The batting average against is 100. That's through, what, 10, 10 batters? He's literally given up one hit in 10 batters obviously way too early to tell uh what what he's actually going to be he's a non-roster invite but he could be a guy who finds his way onto the 40-man roster uh he hasn't had too much success at the big league level uh his his biggest year he's had in terms of appearances was 2018 with the diamondbacks he went 31 games 31 innings pitched um his era 
was 319 over that those 31 innings, which is not bad for a reliever at all. His Ks per nine, 9.87. He, he, he has a 3-to-1 a walk ratio. He doesn't give up a lot of homers. He gave up a lot of homers his first couple of years in the big leagues. Uh, a 2.5 home run per nine and a 2.18 uh, home run per nine in 2016 and 17. But 18, his year that he saw the most, 0.58. Uh, he has a pretty good ground ball percentage, 35.1%. Uh, he, he's he's not going to be a guy who's going to be – the Giants are going to be knocking down doors to get up, but he could definitely be a guy who, you know, pitches in AAA, and he's he's the guy that you, you call up when you need that depth. He has major league experience. I'm, I'm interested in him, seeing what he's done early on. I, I don't have much information other than the numbers in front of me, so I'm not going to be pounding down the doors for Silvino Bracho or uh, – Bracho, excuse me. Um, but it's somebody, somebody to watch. That, that, that's, that's the name that jumped out to me also because his name is very fun to say. That's, listen, man, 90% of my, my player analysis is how fun is their name to say? Marco Luciano, very fun to say. I'm going to be higher on him than maybe a Joey Bart just because Marco Luciano is way fun to say. So uh, I've gone off on a tangent. But, yeah, Bracho is a name to look out for maybe as a 4A player, I guess that's the right word, is if, if the Giants need him to come up, he will. But more often than not, he's going to be down in AAA. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and, and say a guy that should be on the, the five-man rotation, at least someone I would expect is maybe someone that's turning the curve here in two starts. It's only three innings pitch, so let's not get too crazy, Andrew. I'm talking to you. Um, okay. He has a zero ERA. He's given up one hit with four strikeouts in three innings. His whip is 0 0.33. It, the average against is 100. <laughs> so he's been lights out so far in those two starts. Uh, when you compare it to what he's done in the regular season, obviously it's very difficult to compare spring training to a regular season, but the only reason why I'll do this is because he's starting. So he's typically seeing a better lineup than a guy that's coming in on the seventh inning or the sixth inning. He's seeing the team's starting lineup. And last year in 2020, he was a 1.56 whip. Year before that, 1.46. The average was 288. Uh, before that was 278. So maybe this is there's some potential with him turning the curve and having more control a lot of it had the the hype with him has been his sinker and that could be potentially why he's seeing better spring training numbers is because with the sinker it's it's magical uh you get guys to ground out or you get guys to go completely out of the zone to where now they're just basically trying to do a golf swing and they can't reach it so that's that's the best thing with uh, Logan Webb as well. His changeup is fantastic. He has movement on his changeup, kind of looking like a little two seam. Um, so there's some potential. He's someone that I was high on initially when he came up in 2019, and he had his first start against the the A's. This is a guy from Rockland, California. So he's a California kid. You know, he's really trying to make it and, and stay out there, stay stay somewhat local because you know Rockland is. No, not 30 minutes away, but I, I'm excited to see what Logan Webb can do as a starter on this team, and I'm not ready to write him off yet. Yeah, he, he definitely has some work to do on some of those pitches. 
uh, you know, you mentioned the sinker. Uh, you know, he, he, he threw it 15% of the time last year. He gave up a 323 on base percentage. Um, so, so it's tough when, when a put away pitch like that is, is, is struggling. Uh, he didn't allow a home run on the sinker and, and that's good because sinkers, you're not supposed to give up a lot of home runs. It's home runs. It's supposed to be a pitch that people are pounding into the dirt. Uh, the one thing he also needs to work on is that four-seam fastball. He threw it th- a third of the time. Like, like a third of his pitches were four-seam fastballs. He had a 329 uh, batting average against it, a 507 slugging. That four-seam fastball got beat up. Compare it to his changeup, right? The changeup, he threw almost as much, 30.8%. Like, he threw his changeup 29 less times than his four-seam fastball. His changeup was hit uh, – Batting average against was 230. Uh, so so that's, that's a significant drop-off. So he, he needs to get more consistent with his straight pitches. I, I know it, it's Major League Baseball. A lot of these guys are designed to hit a fastball. Uh, his, his velocity on it isn't great. 93 miles per hour, that's it's pretty, it's pretty mid. Let me see if I base – literally his fastball velocity, according to Baseball Savant, is literally average. He's in the 44th percentile, so that leans closer to below average than it does average. Um, he, he He's a project. I don't know if he's going to crack the opening day rotation. I think the Giants are pretty set in terms of opening day rotation. But he's, he's, he's the sixth starter at this point, right? Like if Aaron Sanchez starts slow, you know, he hasn't been in the league for a couple. He hasn't been really a big name in the league. If he starts slow, I could see Logan Webb coming up. Uh, same thing with Alex Sweat. Like, literally outside of Kevin Gosman and Johnny Cueto, the two guys that have been here uh, with the Giants for a few years, you know, th- this rotation is pretty wide open. And maybe Logan Webb does make the opening day roster. I, I-, I can see a world where he does. Uh, but, but uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of this comes down to options. Uh, Logan Webb has two left, so they-, they don't necessarily have to call him up. But he he can be a guy who starts on – in the rotation on opening day, he's not going to be your opening day starter, obviously. Uh, but no. he's, he's, he's still got some time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not going to be in the Cy Young candidate uh, this year. Uh, I'm not sure if he has this stuff to kind of get him in any year, but I, I do believe he's someone that can be a quality third, third starter at one point in his career, quality fourth starter, basically like, what Jonathan Sanchez was to this team a couple years, I think Logan Webb has that potential to go ahead and do. But so we're we're, we're going to trade Logan Webb for a guy who gets popped for PEDs. Good, good to know. Oh come on, no, let's not go there. Let's not, <laughs> this this is has gone off the rails. I do not. Uh, uh, he, he you do not you do not endorse, uh, endorse that that statement that I just made. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but. Let's let's get a little happier and get into Andrew's Man Crush Hour. And a lot of you are probably know where we're going next with this. Are we talking Dubon? We're talking Dubon. We're Let's talking Dubon. Talk this, this is my favorite part of every podcast. Honest, honestly, like I text you every day, like, hey, I think this is how we can bring Mauricio Dubon into the conversation today. Uh, we, we, we really don't have to try too hard as I'm trying to find his stats because some of the thing about spring training, uh, Leo, is there's a lot of players on the roster and I got to sort through a lot of names to find who I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you on that. And 
with Dubon, he does he does look a little bigger. Uh, I don't know if that's the TV angles or, you know, they do say it makes you put on 10, 10 more pounds. For his sake, it looks like he put on maybe a little more 15. But what's really, really selling me on Dubon right now is the chains. It's the gold chains because when I see I'm, – I'm someone that is a gold chain endorser. Um, I would invest into those because – they never, they never lose value. If they do, it's going to go back up very, very soon. Um, but when someone has those, he just has that, those fat gold chains, you have an extra, extra swag out there. You, you kind of feel like you're the man. And that's what I want to see from Dubon because I, I know he can get it done from the plate. I want to see him get it done from the field. I know he had some early errors uh, the first game of the spring training at shortstop but guess what this guy's been training to be a center fielder um so i'm not gonna be like wow his first game action he's making airs at short come on it's freaking major league baseball and the guy's been training to be a center fielder uh so i don't yeah it is what it is but the goal change just tell me that this kid's gonna be a stud he doesn't have that you know japanese hair um where it was long and then he had like a burnt orange he has a different type of swag that he's going with this year. And that that's what I want to see from him. He has extra weight. He uh, looks like the karate kid. So that's probably going to do that gives him 10 plus attributes on top of the 10 plus from the chains. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like the new fandangled, you know, advanced analytics like gold chain stats. Uh, so I'm going to break plus it down. 10. Yeah, it's plus I'm a, 10. I'm going to break it down simply for, for the fans who don't believe in the, the, the uh, advanced analytics. Uh, something that jumps out with Mauricio Dubon early on in spring training. Six at-bats. No strikeouts, five walks. He almost has more walks than at-bats, which, which is insane. He hasn't gotten a lot of play. Uh, you know, this isn't the time of spring training where – Guys are going to see the field a lot. He has the same amount as Brandon, or the same amount as at bats as Brandon Crawford, uh, more at bats than than Evan Longoria, things like that. But but he is a guy who he 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 has a very good strikeout percentage. Uh, he was in the 63rd percentile in strikeout percentage last year, which is pretty good. The walk percentage was below average, 42% uh, 42nd percentile, according to Baseball Savant. Uh, he struck out 20.3% of the time last year to 8.5 walk percentage. Uh, he, 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 he's good at, at not striking out. The walks need to come at some point. And early in spring training, he's shown that he's being more patient. He's not swinging in as many pitches. I, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing early on. The defense take or leave. They're trying. They're trying to mold him into a utility guy. He's. I think he came to the Giants as a second baseman. They're trying to convert him to a center fielder. They're trying to work him in as a shortstop. So they're trying to do different things with him, which I like. Uh, to just give him time defensively. The offense is there. I think the offense is getting there. Uh, to just let the defense cook a little bit longer and and, and we're, we're talking about a guy who has for for me with Dubon I think the sky's the limit for him I think he he has sneaky pop he isn't gonna hit you know he's not gonna be a 30 home run guy but 20 home runs I don't think that's too crazy uh especially with you know 10 games at, at Coors Field and you know 10 games in Arizona and and things like that I, I could definitely see him 
being a 20 home run guy if, if it gets to that point. So give him a little bit more time. He's 26. Give him time defensively. He'll get there. And a big thing is, are the arches closed? Because yes. I know your theory on that to where it's going to give Oracle some extra pop. And look, like this guy, when he came to the Giants, even though he's a little bit older, being 26, 20, 27 this year, his body is developed pretty late to, as far as him putting on some muscle mass. And if you look back at the 2019, he he was pretty skinny. Uh, looked about what 170 soaking wet, and right now he looks like he's a solid 180. So that's someone to where I'm going to say give him time. Like not everyone ends up being a Fernando Tatis to where you're hitting 20 home runs at the age of 20 years old. Um, while I don't think Dubon necessarily reaches that level, I do think he's a guy that can hit. 20 home runs on a season and he could be a guy to sneak his way in into the all-star game one year and as Christian Yelich has shown with baseball have your technique Uh, this guy he's building it and he's building it and he's building it and on top of his technique and making that more sound he's putting on some more weight as well so that's just only going to bode him well and I do believe his future is very, very bright. And he's a Sacramento kid, at least went to high school there. Yes, that, that's, that's, that's something I forget, man. I don't, I don't know why I forget that with him. And that, that, that might be why I have that irrational love for him is, as I know, he's, he's from Mike, because I'm, I'm Sacramento too. So I love him. And we'll talk about another Sacramento guy here in a minute. Uh, let, 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 let's uh, swing real quick. And we don't have to spend too much time on it. The big news is San Francisco County is in that red tier. Uh, what what you say the number was? 8,000 people at Oracle Park are allowed? Is that what, what it was? 8,400 is what they're allowing. So so we're, we're getting to a point where fans are going to start being in the stadium. That is always a good thing. That is never a bad thing. Um, and, and hopefully it continues to trend the right, right way. I think I saw a thing where Alameda County is actually teasing on that orange tier so they could actually have even more fans. Hopefully the more vaccinations get out there, the, the better, obviously. I think that that's pretty. Can I make an age, age joke real quick? I mean, I think everybody, I, I think everybody knows what the age joke is, right? Yeah. They're going to go ahead and say 50 fan, 50,000 fans are allowed at the games and then, 2000 show up yeah and i mean that that's that's a good night for them so um <laughs> so yeah so it, listen it, it, it's good we're getting to a point not just from a baseball standpoint but we are also getting to a point where fans are allowed to go back to and i'm excited personally excited to go to some river cat games go see see joey bart and go see logan webb and 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 guys like that uh so yes very good very good we're, we're at a better point in spring training than we were last year at this time uh, having the fans, like, honestly, the best thing for me with the, the fans is, oh, my God, no more fake crowd noise. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, the fake crowd noise was was kind of ugly because, like, you could tell that's not, like, authentic for the moment. You just hear crowd noise, and it just felt like you were playing a video game to where it was just purely un- unorganic on a crowd's reaction with the cutouts. I didn't mind it so much at Oracle 
because they had so damn many. So shout out to all you Giants fans because you didn't make it unbearable to see those cutouts uh, because the park was filled rather than you see Petco Park, uh, their cutouts, they had about like three rows around the infield and that was it compared to Oracle Park having about 50 rows filled up. Yeah, it looks pretty full uh, in, in terms of, of uh, the fake fans with Oracle Park. So good, good on Giants fans for that. Um, let's go. Last thing we should touch on before we, we talk about a prospect real quick and get out of here. It doesn't look like there's expanded playoffs. It doesn't look like there's DH for the National League. Both bad things for the Giants, although you had a positive spin for the no DH, which I'll let you get to in a second. Uh, I, th- I think that really eliminates the Giants from playoff contention, uh, getting rid of the expanded playoffs. Hopefully that's something uh, that, that that's brought up again with the current uh, CBA coming up. I know there's a good chance that, that we have a work stoppage next year, uh, but, but hopefully there's not. Hopefully there's no work stoppage, and hopefully it's something that, that puts, gets put back on the table because I don't think it's a bad thing because I, I'm looking at it at a standpoint of how excited fans can get. And as a Giants fan, right, it, it, realistically talking, they're, they're probably not going to be a playoff team with, with five teams. But if you expand that number to eight, you're adding three more fan bases at least who are like, yeah, we can make the playoffs this year. So I don't see what's so bad about that. Uh, the no DH bums me out as well. But, Leo, I'll let you put your positive spin on it. Yeah, just real quick on the expanded playoffs. Yeah, I'm not going to put any money to the Giants making the playoffs because I don't think they get there. But I'm going to – freaking cheer every single game and and hope they do get there so i don't want you guys to think that i'm not hoping to get to the playoffs i'm absolutely want to get there but then there's a little bit of time where you have to be realistic as a fan and and know what you got versus what everybody else has got out there like the padres the dodgers you have to play them more than the cardinals had to play the padres or the dodgers so that's a benefit for them that's a benefit for the braves that's a benefit for the phillies that's a benefit for the Okay, I don't have to name every single team that, that's not in the NL West. But with the no DH, I think the Giants actually do see a benefit here because you look at the Padres, what they have compared to their starting lineup and what they could use as a DH. They are freaking loaded. You look at the Dodgers, they are freaking loaded as well. So those are two teams to where now you have to take off one of their bats and have them hit one of their starting pitchers and with the Giants you look at them they don't have that nine-man lineup that's gonna necessarily say damn I wish there was a DH when we play the Giants because they need that one extra bat out of there they have more finesse hitters uh, not necessarily hitters that are gonna go hit they're not gonna have two guys or even one guy hit 30 home runs on the season. The Dodgers have it with Muncie. They Brandon have it with Bell. Bellinger. They have it with Seager. Don't start with Brandon Bell. That's three guys I just named there. Yeah. Freaking Justin Turner could even go and hit 30 home runs any given season as well. You look at the Padres. They have Machado that could do it. They have Tatis that could do it. They have uh, freaking Hosmer could even surprise people and potentially get there because they do have a short porch there in right field. Um, Myers show that at least every time he plays the Giants, he's got a lot of power as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they have more opportunities to put guys in that could hit 30 home runs, 20 home runs, even 10 home runs compared to what the Giants have. 
And if you're having your starting pitchers not have to face a full, basically AL style lineup, uh, that's where the Giants are going to benefit from it because now that's a less opportunity for them to get to the bottom of their lineup and then turn it over by not having that basically guaranteed out. Uh, 90% of the time, that pitcher spot is going to be an out. Yes. So that's where it does benefit the Giants. Maybe you get one extra inning from your starter by doing that way, and you're not having to exhaust your bullpen more often because you're not facing a full man lineup for the whole nine innings. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good point. I mean, the giants do, I, I think the giants are a very good hitting team. Um, they just don't have that power depth. And, and I think when the national league and, and you notice how I say when and not if, when the national league adopts the uh, designated hitter, I think our idea of DH is going to change because when we, you think of DH, you think of those power bats because that's what the American league is. I think it's just going to more swing to a guy you want to get in the lineup when it gets to the national league. So a guy like Buster Posey, a guy like uh, Darren Ruff, probably, you know, he, he's more of a power hitter than he is a contact hitter. Uh, but yes, absolutely. I don't think the giants have that depth in terms of power uh, for the DH, but I think they do have good hitters. And I think at some point, or thought of what the DH is going to be um, it, it is going to change. It's, it's really going to change. Uh, and you also, just real quick, look at the Padres and the Dodgers. Outside of the power, they have a pretty good starting rotation to where are they going to leave Clayton Kershaw or Walker Buehler out there for an extra inning for a 1-1 game, or are they going to try to get a bat in there to where now you could you know, not face that pitcher when he's on fire and you're going to have to bring someone cold from the bullpen um so there's that factor that obviously we all know from the being in the national league for so long all right leo we're, we're about to wrap it up um tell me a prospect who's a prospect you read who, who who's a guy you want to tell the people about i'm gonna go with hunter bishop here um he's someone that's not getting as much talk as Marco Luciano or say Dubon, even though he's not, he's not a prospect anymore. Uh, Elliot Ramos, Joey Barr, he's not getting that talk, but with Hunter Bishop, he has a lot of, he has a lot of power and that's why the giants drafted him. He has an amazing glove in center field for forgetting that he's a five tool player and he can make a ton of diving catches out there in center field and being in a ballpark like Oracle, that is very, very crucial. Pat Burrell, he knows something about power and he knows something about bullpens or excuse me, um, hitting home runs. Yes. And with Hunter Bishop, he said Hunter Bishop has the most power that he has seen on this team. Great. Let's start talking about it. Let's start hyping up Hunter Bishop because he, he was a first round draft pick. He was highly sought out coming into that draft. Uh, He did have over 20 home runs at Arizona state. So let's start, you know, let's start giving him some love. He, He is a Bay area kid. He recently was on a zoom call with Tom Brady because they went to the same exact high school. So he knows if he ever has to reach out to somebody, to you know figure out the adaptions or or the struggles how do you get out of this he's someone that has tom brady in his back pocket that he could reach out to so 
I, I'm very excited to see what Hunter Bishop can be. Um, he doesn't have any home runs currently in spring training, but I'm going to say he gets two by the time we call this quits. I'm going to go uh, Sacramento kid, Sam Long, left-handed pitcher, uh, which I love. Uh, he's out of Fair Oaks, California, went to Sacramento State, drafted in the 18th round by the Tampa Bay Rays. The Giants signed him. A uh, non-roster invite. Uh, he's he's gotten some inning, innings. He's turned uh, turned some heads a little bit. He he's likely not going to be on the opening day roster. He's he might not even be on the roster in 2021 at any point. Uh, two and a thirds innings pitch. He's allowed two hits. Uh, no, uh, excuse me. Uh, he, he's a little further down on the list, so it's hard to see what his stats are because I can't see the reference. Uh, four strikeouts to no walks. He has a whip of .86. Hasn't allowed a run yet. This spring, uh, Giants prospects, a, page, a, Twitter, a Twitter page I just found, which people should probably follow. Uh, he was a 2016-18 round pick by the Rays, blah, blah, blah. Uh, released and signed by the White Sox in 2019 and A-ball with the White Sox in 2019. 97 innings pitched, uh, 112 strikeouts, 28 walks, a 3.06 ERA, uh, 91 to 93 mile per hour fastball, good changeup in his curve. Uh, his stuff isn't necessarily overpowering, but that 3.2 strikeout to walk ratio is insane. It shows he has strikeout stuff. It shows he has a good feel for the strike zone. Uh, so maybe just somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, Sam Long out of Sacramento State. I'm all for it. I'm all for him being on, on the roster. Uh, I, I know a lot of it was he wasn't sought out for his, for his velocity. Uh, but now it has came together. This guy's throwing mid-90s now. So I'm all for him being on the roster. And this is a team we spoke about last podcast where they didn't necessarily have the bullpen on fire. That <laughs> that would be the furthest thing to say about that bullpen last year. Yes. And I'm all for it. Like, this guy, what he's showing right now, and he's getting a lot of buzz for a reason – it's not too often you get this much buzz from a guy that's not a top prospect. Like we talked about Marco Luciano. He's going to be a stud one day, but he has nine strikeouts over 12 at bats. He's struggling really, really bad, but he's getting a lot of praise and he's getting a lot of love because where he is at with his projections, Sam Long is not there with his projections and he's getting the same amount of love, if not more. Yeah, so 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 we'll we'll see where he ends up. Uh, he, as I said, he's probably not going to be in the big leagues this year, but you know maybe he has a good enough minor league. Maybe he's a guy we talk about next year. Uh, Leo, any final thoughts? Any any anything you you forgot to say that's coming to mind, or are we good to, to get out of here today? I think we're good to get out of here. Just really quick, don't don't take this spring training win losses to the heart. <laughs> oh, oh yeah you know you notice how i didn't say what the record is because none of it yeah. matters none of it yeah. matters don't take it to the heart that's all i'm gonna say yeah um so yeah so that's gonna be it we're gonna shoot to be uh you know we i know we said we're aiming for weekly last week we didn't record we're gonna be more consistent when the regular season comes uh there's it's still like a lot of what it is is take take what you want with everything uh not, nothing's really written in, in, in ink yet. It's all pencil. Everything's penciled in. So, so we'll, we'll see what the Giants look like next week. We'll, we'll see as we get there, I believe. Leo, do you want to hear good news? Let's hear it. Tell me. Talk 23 me. days away from opening day. Can I just, uh, like, 
snap my fingers really quick and then it's opening day. Can we do that? Oh, I, I absolutely wish because the closer opening day comes, the uh, closer we are to MLB The Show coming out. And you know your boy loves that. Um, so so that's, that's going to be it uh, for Tapped In SF Giants Baseball. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, guys. Uh, you know, you give me a follow on Twitter at Pasquini Andrew. I believe it's at Leo Luna 93. Yes, sir. Had to remember that because I changed the Twitter bio today. Um, <laughs> so, so, so that, that'll be it. Uh, hey, Ramos is trending in California on Twitter. Do you think it's he, he, Elliot? It looks like it is. Um, so, so that, that, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. We'll be back next week.